from playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Welcome inside episode 27 of On the Board. I'm Colby McKee. Alongside me, Lance Dahl. Hello. And to his left, Mr. Corey Pekoskis. Hey, we made it, guys. <laughs> One more episode. <laughs> we got here. We just need to celebrate every time we make we another made. episode. Any ch- chance we get to be in a room with you, it's time to be celebrated, Lance. Really? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Actually, time. you're welcome. That's what it should be <laughs> saying. You're you welcome. Should. Thank you. Um, yeah, no problem. Safe to say there was a busy week for the Messinat Tigers boys. Uh, yeah, on the ice and off the ice. We'll start off the ice because there was a major blockbuster trade happening yesterday afternoon between the Tigers and the Vancouver Giants, and it went down like this. The Mesonet Tigers brought in forward Lucas Svakowski. Nailed it. Oh, wow. Nailed it. I was it. so nervous about that. <laughs> um, and defenseman Dylan Pluth and two third-round picks for forwards Tyler Prezuzo and defenseman Trevor Longo, and a first-round pick and a fifth. Is that correct? That looks right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So two picks apiece and two major players going out for the Tigers. What's, I guess we'll start with initial thoughts. Uh, I mean, both of you are involved with the organization in some way or another, but uh, what do you think with this? Does it help or hurt the team going forward? I don't know. I haven't decided what to think. Like, it's good now, but I don't, I don't know. It's just like because I look at their team for... A, down the road like if people the, the weird spot okay if if the public perception is that the Tigers aren't going to be as solid next year which is what a lot of people are saying whether or not it's actually going to happen who knows but if that's the theory then why would they be trading a first right I know they have two right but then why would you move one but and, and then move away a 19 year old defenseman for this year mm-hmm. like I get I get it in some aspects. I don't know. I'm like on the fence about it still. I haven't really decided where I'm at. I haven't uh, decided. I think uh, Lucas Fakovsky, he's a he's a really underrated uh, part of this trade. Yeah. I think you see Dylan Plouffe and he's almost a point per game defenseman, which is great. You know, I saw him last night. Uh, he, he looks, you know, he was a little nervous. I got to, got to meet him on Saturday morning and he said he was just, you know, coming off a couple hours of sleep. He couldn't sleep. He was just excited to get in the lineup. So, um, definitely a whirlwind weekend for for those two, and you know you can't really judge what kind of players there after that that first game. But uh, you know we are definitely lacking isn't the right word, but we don't have very many O ones mm-hmm. um, around the league. So if you're looking at le- next year's team, the O ones are going to be the leaders plus three two thousands. Um, you know, adding a guy like Svekovsky, I think he's going to be a big portion next year. Um, I just you know you look at next year. Prezuzo is going to be gone. He's he's going to be aged out. Is Longo going to? Would have Longo been one of the three? Well, it probably would have been Longo or, or Clayton, right? Yeah, Cowboy. Because they probably would have kept one of those two because they're the only two that were two thousand borns. So I guess now on defense, yeah, on the blue line. Because I'm assuming you're going to have one overage on the back end, unless you go and trade for one next year. That'd be my only guess. Because it's like, like outside of that, now you only have Clayton as your two thousand for next year on the back end which I mean it's fine like we saw they traded like they've, they've traded for two overages on the back end this year already so that's right, right yeah. yeah I mean I guess they can make moves and, and there's Lochner Kemp Shazowski Brown yeah a lot of 2000 forwards so um I think yeah. you know what maybe I'm coming around on it maybe now that I'm I, I think <laughs> I'm trying to like convince that. you yeah so um yeah, I was. I'll, I'll give my honest opinion. When I heard the news on Saturday morning, I was crushed. Yeah. Um, solely based on the fact that you know I love Trevor Longo and and Tyler Brzez is a good guy. Um, Longo was helped me out a lot with you know different Tigers TV, TV features and right. um, you know just to see such a great guy leave the organization, it, it did suck. But um, I do think this trade. Um, helps us, um, Dylan Plouffe and Lucas Fakovsky. Like I said, I got to meet them Saturday morning. They're great guys. They're excited to be here. Um, I think they're going to make ma- great medicine at Tigers, and I, I think this is a sign that, yeah, we're going for it. Uh, we're going to go up that first. Um, we do have another first that, you know, if it's we, probably can, we can draft. Yeah, we it, could trade. We, you know, if we trade it, sure. But, you know, we also have a first-round pick that we could be drafting with this year. I think it was a a good move. Yeah, All like odds are there's... The the first they have now is still out there, yeah. And it's just like, 
Because I was look, I was thinking around at the different players, and I don't have it off the top of my head, but Corey, you might know. Um, Braden Tracy. Uh-huh. He's a 19, right? 18. Is he 18? Yeah, he just got drafted. So, like, if they were to do... Because they might be able to move all in on a guy like Tracy with their other first. And then... Because if, if they're really going to push, that's a guy that you can go get, ship out your first. You have to include other picks as well, and a top-flight prospect, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, if this is the year that they want to go do it, then it kind of makes sense to go and, and make the move, right? Because, I mean, that's what teams all around the league have been doing the past five years. It's like when you go in, you go all in. All in, yeah. Right. And, well, he's he's a really good scorer right now. He's yeah. one of the best in the league. But also, he is 18 and a late first-round pick. So there's... How do you how do you explain it? Like next year, it's it's up in question whether he's he's going to be back yeah. in in the CHL or he's going to be up with the Ducks. Right. So, from Mooshaw's perspective, that's what you're getting is you're getting guy for this year and next year. They're not thinking about and they're going to want picks and compensation right. for getting one of the best players for this year and next year. Right. So a guy like him might be, you know, if he's gone next year, that you only get him for half a year and you're trading for two years mm-hmm. worth of a player. So um, it's tricky with him. It'll be the same with Dylan Cousins. If Dylan, if Lethbridge decides to hit the reboot button and, and trade him, right. that would be huge. I don't um, know that they're going to. No, I maybe. don't think so. They have maybe. been off to a great start. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to to see. He'd be a great player. I think he'd be a great addition to, on this team. But because that's the one thing I think we can all agree is that they need like one more big score. They need a guy to that, that's a bona fide goal scorer, top six that can keep up and play with with Jimmy and whoever else is going to be on this wing if they make that move, whether it's Fikovsky or, or Hopwell. Yeah, Fikovsky and Hop or was up there with Hopwell and Hamlin, and and they looked all right, but. I mean, Obviously, like you it said, was, it was like, a bad game against Everett, so yeah. it's tough to find out. But some um, of the uh, early reaction online of the trade when it first got released, at least on Facebook and Twitter, uh, a lot of fans are questioning why at this point. I mean, it talks about to the the way they started this season to the contender that they could be going forward, but also to the fact that I mean, it, mess, it could mess with chemistry in a way. I mean, they're at the time they were running with five straight wins. Obviously, the result didn't happen on Saturday night. A whole bunch of factors ran into that one. But still, like, is there any question whether chemistry becomes an issue, bringing two guys in and potentially more moves down the road for these guys? Probably gets better. Better? Okay. Bring in Ploof. Like, the, the guy's been around. He's a stud. Like, he's, he's so good. Yeah. And having guys like that, like, even if you don't know who they are, like, if, if you don't know them personally in the room, but you know what they can do, like that immediately elevates the room as a whole. When you bring in a guy that you know can produce, that you know takes care of his end and does his job extremely well, like it, uh, it, it brings the room together and bumps everybody up a little bit. So I wouldn't like even just Ploof alone. I don't think there has to be any worry about chemistry or anything like that getting thrown off. No, I wouldn't I, think. Yeah, and the winning streak wasn't going to last forever. No. Um, no. Obviously, uh, you know the if you make trades at the trade deadline, it's it's less time from now till the end of the season as opposed to the trade deadline. Um, you know, it's just less time for the team to bond going into playoffs. So, um, I, yeah, I think you realize that you know even though we're playing good hockey, is this a team that's that's going to make a deep run into the playoffs? You know, maybe not. I, obviously, you make the trade thinking that you're going to be better. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, it's clearly that it's clearly Willie identifying spots, like he's yeah. identified different areas that need to be improved for this year, and he's fixing them. Yeah. Well, he's doing what he thinks is the fix, and uh, I mean, like we said, like considering what the season's like and considering what the perception is around this team for this year and what the expectations are moving forward. If you're going in this year, you identify whatever holes you might have, and you do what you got to do to fill them. So if they they clearly found a guy that we've been talking about that that production from the back end yeah there was guys that were stepping up the bakers and i mean longo was to an extent uh but to now get a guy that has a i would say almost a pedigree of being able to produce from the blue line in, in dylan ploof like that was the hole that we were talking about since the beginning of the season well it's been identified now so and look at the trade like obviously the the addition of galvis to start the season and then this Plouffe, like this whole defense core has been 
upgraded. And that's exactly what we've been looking for because uh, there was a lot of question marks going in and Baker st- stood out for sure. Uh, but I mean, the, the Puth edition only adds to this decor that is getting more and more competent each and every week. Yeah, given my untrained eye, because I haven't seen much of of Gav or sorry, Ploof play, um, just you know, size wise and the in the way that I kind of saw him play last night, he's almost like a Gavlis 2.0 in the fact that you know he he was Gavlis or sorry, geez, I'm getting guys messed up here. Ploof was sure? uh, Ploof gotten a, a few fights last year, like he can hold his own. He can looking last night, he was getting in scraps with Everett guys, you know, um, after whistles, he was holding his own like. Um, you saw in the last two games we played left Lethbridge. You know, Gavlis is worth every bit of that yeah. fourth round pick that we traded yeah, because right. uh, he he'll he'll fight a guy. He'll he'll rock a guy. Yeah. Um, and you saw in the game against Lethbridge in Medicine Hat, um, he laid multiple guys out in the first period, and then it just sparked. Uh, you know, everybody wanted to get on the hit train, so. Um, I think he's another one of those players. Ploof is is that you know he's a he's not the tallest guy, but he's a solid body. He'll put you on your bum, and uh, he, and he just stretches the, out the you blue can put line. The puck in the net, yeah. Like he just he he adds that extra layer of depth because now like Van Imp's like your number five. Yeah, like that's a good problem to have. Absolutely, to have Van Imp who probably would be a second pairing guy in most teams in this league as mm-hmm. your number five. Like that that's huge because now you have the ability to play so many different mix and match types. And I mean, they're even up like, I, I don't know how big it would be for Will just because it's junior hockey, but that means teams always love the left and right-handed shot balance on the blue line. Yeah, and now they have the like just perfect balance and they can kind of mix and match with Baker and, uh, and Ploof and Gavlis and, and just kind of mix and match uh, those guys together. I'm assuming they'll kind of rotate and see what works and then, you know, try and have something cemented by the end of the year. But absolutely, good times um, on the ice. Also busy for the Tigers. They took care of business against those rival Hurricanes uh, in a home and home series Tuesday and Friday. Tuesday, big win, eight three. That was nice to see. They really took care of business. And then on Friday, they had to come back in a shootout of all things. I think three of the four games against these Hurricanes have gone either to overtime or the shootout so far this was year. Was it all three in all Lethbridge? All three in Lethbridge. Yeah. So shootouts. that's pretty crazy. I mean, they come out with a, a shootout victory. And then we, we talk about it. I mean, uh, was it a 4 nothing loss? 5. 5, five nothing last oh, I, night. Okay, didn't give him credit there. Uh, 5 nothing loss, Dylan Wolf, Dustin Wolf. That's Whoever a, you want him to be at this Dylan point, Blue, just make Wolf. up names. Why not? John uh, Robbins. If, if Colby look alike. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. Dustin Wolf and I apparently look very much similar. So Apparently, you are. Yeah. You're literally the same person. Hey, nice 41 saves last night. Yeah, Colby. you did great. I got drafted last year. So. Does Wolf start for USA? <laughs> no. At the World Juniors? No, no, no. no. He gets to play second behind, uh, what's his name, Knight? If he makes it. Spencer Knight? Yeah, Spencer Knight will definitely start. Okay. We'll get into he that. Should make second. We'll get into that later. That's a, we still got Tigers to talk about. The best um, team in WHL hockey That's right. right the first team to 20 wins, which hey. is uh, a nice little tip of the cap for them. Yeah. That's neat. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I didn't actually look at their schedule. I think they're heading out to Sask- uh, Saskatchewan this so, yeah, week. Yeah, we got Saskatoon on Tuesday, PA on Wednesday, Red Deer, in Red Deer on Friday, and then closing out before the Christmas break against the Edmonton Oil Kings, Josh Williams, and oh, in Medicine Hat Tigers. The boys. All the boys. He's uh, He's been on fire this, so far this season, too. We were yeah, talking about it good. Um, between Sillinger and Williams. We were talking like youngins, and both of them are basically identical points-wise, so that's pretty good to see. Busy stretch there for the Tigers before the Christmas break, so uh, we'll look forward to that. Into WHL, you have some uh, some talking points there, Corey. About yeah, some, I guess what some draft uh, draft guys or uh, more more team trades around the WHL. Well, there was another yeah another big trade that happened around the WHL uh, earlier. I forget what day it was. It was early in the week. Um, Kelowna picked up Matthew Wedman from Seattle. Um, they shopped out Leaf Matson to Spokane and Leaf Leaf Matson. Um, yeah, fixed or you know changed up their twenty situation too. Um, I think that's good for Kelowna, and I like to see that as a WHL fan. Um, and didn't they give up a first in like seven years from now? Mm. That that trade, I could have swore it was like really like twenty twenty three or twenty four or something. I don't have it in front of me, but I remember seeing that it was like yeah a, a first At that least. was way down the road. That's crazy. Can, yeah, I thought yeah, there's got to be a rule on how far you advance, like maybe five years. Something like that. I would got three or five, yeah. Okay, but I think uh, twenty twenty three, yeah, yeah, because so. it was just oddly like far away. <laughs> but weird. I think I didn't see that. I didn't notice that point. But I think that's really smart because I yeah. think you see with with what happened with Regina, um, 
you, you load up for that Memorial Cup run and then, you know, what's that good is going to be equally that bad yeah. for a couple of years. three years, yeah. So you see it with Swift Current right now. They traded all their picks Oof. and they're not doing good right now. And, you know, they're they're not having the, the, the draft picks yeah. to come along with it. So, you know, they're going to be able to recoup some or get some players through the draft over the next couple of years and then the first round will kick in. But Well, it's like yeah. they know it's coming too, right? Yeah. Um, plan for it. But yeah, I like, I like the Kelowna move. They're starting to look more like a Memorial Cup contender. They obviously have Nolan Foote and uh, yep. Roman Bazrin has, has done really well in goal this year. Yeah, he's good. So He's really good. You know, for the, the sake of the WHL, we want uh, the host to, to at least be presentable at the the... At the tournament? Yeah, and, ideally we want the host to get into the WHL uh, final. Yeah. That's what we would like to see. Yeah, we'd like to see him in Medicine Hat. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Just book book the trip or yeah. like right when you make the final. That would yeah. be great. So, uh, yeah. Want to move to the World Junior Championship? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That came out on Monday, I believe. Lance and Monday, I were, Monday, Monday. We're uh, looking for that early in the morning. And some surprising omissions, I guess, uh, in terms of some, some WHL guys that didn't make the cut yeah um anyone in mind colby or you just <laughs> you're like, let's hang in there um no i i didn't have any i thought <laughs> oh well, we mentioned okay. the guy earlier yeah in the in the pad well we've mentioned a few guys yeah. um Braden tracy was yeah not tr- the, tracy kind of surprising yeah but then to see that uh when Jakob peltier couldn't go and then they asked connor zary to go instead um because that, that probably could have been a coin flip between him and, and Tracy, I suppose. So I don't get why you name a replacement. Uh, I don't so know. If Connor Zary had any chance of making the team, he should have been invited in the first place. And well, why are you inviting what, him? They only have a, a certain amount of spots. Do they? I think 31. So. That's a weird number. It's a very weird number. And they're getting only... Joe Valeno back. Saw that on Twitter. Oh, they are for sure? Confirmed yeah, thing now? Okay. Uh, that's big. So I can't remember what the beat writer okay. was. I don't have it in front of me, but said that yeah, Valeno's going to come back. That's good. That was to be expected. Yeah, but, yeah. But good. Now we're waiting on two, three other guys. I think well, guys. does anybody else expect? I mean, of these NHL guys, like Dobson. There's Dobson. Could probably get a look because I'm I'm almost guessing that if Dobson comes back, he'll just go back to junior. I was going to say, is he is he still up with the big club? Yeah, he's just sitting in the press box most nights. Is he? Yeah. Um, Barrett Hayton, probably not. Actually, Bob McKenzie was saying that he he thinks there's a better chance of uh, no, I, I'm forgetting the name. It'll come Dex. back to me. Yeah, Kirby Doc coming back instead of Barrett Hayton, which I is surprising. I would not say that. I would have thought it would have been flipped too. But yeah. me too. Bob's only gotten to what 14 games this year. He's yeah. been in and out of the lineup. Like, and Bob McKenzie was putting out there that he thought there was a better chance that Kirby Doc would come back. I don't know what that says because I don't know that either one's going to come back. Anyway, I feel but. like I, I think in recent years it's pretty rare for those NHL guys to come back because the NHL team, with the way the salary cap is structured, they need those cheap young rookies to play these spots and more so I think like in the you know late 2010s or early 2010s I should say was it more common for these NHL guys to come back down and play for the country but do you, it's been a while do the NHL teams get cap relief if they loan them that's a solid question that I don't know if you guys I'd, have the answer that'd be mm-hmm. I, I, I would assume would they I would assume if they're not for on the, the roster time being, I guess uh-huh. yeah they wouldn't. I don't know. They that's a tricky question. They shouldn't count I don't think that's cap. ever been a problem before. Well, like, no. you know, nobody's really pushed the cap until or like. If there was a guy on the there. Leafs, then it would become a talking point. Right, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. That's like the only instance. Yeah, um, but no, I, I I would assume they do. I have no fact to back that up. But but uh, hey, I would uh, assume that they do. There's a three 2002s invited, yeah, which I weird. found surprising, and I was like, that's. A lot. Uh, do you yep. guys know the last time three or more have been invited to the camp? Like three or more 17s? 17s, yeah. Probably. No. Couldn't even. Do <laughs> you want me to? I'm going to say never. No, it's happened. Oh, okay. Uh, dang. Was it like the Crosby year? No, it was 2009. 2009. That's, that's so, long enough. It yeah, was a whole decade it is, ago. It is long. Who and, was it? Yeah. Uh, do you know them? Taylor Hall, Ryan Ellis, Evander Kane. Uh, Matt Duchesne and Braden Shen. They all wow, got invited. Really? Yeah, but 2010, there were no 92s. 2011, <laughs> there were no 93s. 2012, there was one, Matthew Dumba. 2013, there was two, McKinnon and Druin, who both made it. Yep. Dumba did not oh, make it. on the it. same team, yeah. They were um, Dumba did not. 2014 was Ekblad, and, who was a 96, and 97, Conrick David, so the 16-year-old. 
Yeah, uh, they both yeah. made it. 2015 was McDavid and Kraus. They both made it. 2016, awesome. Chikrin and uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, but they did not make it. And then 2017, 2018. What happened to Chikrin? No 17s. He's he was just a big body in the OHL. And I remember he, like, as a 16-year-old, they were like, hey, he's he's going to be the first overall pick. And then he kind of just dropped. And, yeah, I don't know. Because he what, not, he's in Arizona. He's in Arizona. Like, being there? Still developing? Just existing? Yeah. He's still young. Yeah, yeah I know, but oh. it's just... Uh, he Paul literally hit. fell off the face of the earth. Him and Ekman Larson are just just, hang, just hanging out and playing golf, hanging out. Yeah. Also, completely unrelated, but I heard Oliver Ekman Larson is one of the most ridiculous players to just watch. Yeah. I don't watch enough Arizona Coyotes games. Probably not. Well, no. you should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Just fill the thrill. So much talent, and I mean, yeah, they're He's doing really tough. well in a conference for the first half or first quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, Oliver Ekman Larson's just nuts. Yeah. Like bananas to watch. But he's also minus thirty every year, so yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> you take the good with the bad. You do, yeah. you uh, do. Um, but yeah. So anyway, you want to go uh, into some NHL now? Or sure, what? man. Whatever you want to do. Okay. Yeah, we're done with Canada. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Well, well, um, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. no, it's fine. We're good. We're fine. We'll fine. talk about it later. We're gonna talk about the Canadians. <laughs> oh, so there's hey. Canada for you. Yeah, fine. Uh, they finally broke their eight-game losing streak against the New York Islanders this week, and then uh, there's been kind of some rumors about. Julian kind of being on the on the hot seat. What do you guys think about that? They brought up their uh, Caden Primo, Keith's son, yep. to uh, be the backup because their backup situation is kind of similar to Toronto's in a way. They can't seem to get anybody to start and get some points for them. And uh, I mean, outside of this streak, they were they were losing some games they should have won. So I don't mean is like, Montreal that good? No, <laughs> thanks. Okay. I don't think they are either. <laughs> there but, goes that. <laughs> like they're just not that like I the, the, it's different because Keith Kincaid's not bad, and then he got sent down. Yeah, but like Caden Primo's pretty. Good, Hutchinson's though. pretty bad. He is like Hutchinson's not not very good. You're talking about Leafs backup. Yeah, Leafs backup. So like the comparison there is just like he's a really good AHL goalie. Oh, he's wonderful. I'm sure the Marlies would love to have him, but. No, they like, got Casimir Kaskasuo. Yeah, right, right. And who the are they going to draft? <laughs> who are oh. they going to get that goalie that's in the draft this year? Oh, Yaroslav. They're not going to get Yaroslav Askarov. Yeah, Yaroslav Askarov. He's going top five, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's going, going to the Leafs. Um, <laughs> but no, the ha- I just don't know how good the Habs are. Yeah. That's the thing. No, it's... It's just... Like, I don't know. When Thomas Tatar leads your team in points... I don't know if he still is. He was for a while, but that's just not good. I mean, with the amount of injuries they have in their their front nine, let's say, their top nine in terms of uh, Duran going out and then Byron, and and it's just... uh, Isn't that insane that they're, like, Paul Byron's out and they're in trouble? And that's the one. I know. Like, that's nuts to me. The dude couldn't even make the Flames when the Flames were bad. Right. And, like, I get players develop, but, like, like, you're just relying on some not very good guys. Yeah. Just... Just generally, just general skill. I'm sure they're nice people. They've been lacking. But, like, their team's just not good up front. They've been, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Corey. Go ahead. And if Shea Weber went down. Oh, my gosh. You could only imagine. They'd be they'd be looking for Winnipeg's defensive <laughs> core. <laughs> be like, hey, you guys hey, got any players for us? Can I have Neil Pionk? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Neil Pionk. Neil Pionk. We love Pionk, yeah. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, Matt Stajan retired uh, from, he was a part of a bunch of NHL teams, the Leafs, the Flames. That's it. That's it? I think that's it, isn't I'm it? Pretty sure that was it, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think he started with the uh, with the Leafs and played uh, a while there. and then He had the right intentions. He came over that with, the, with the FNUF trade. Yeah, came along from the FNUF trade and uh, was oh. just a all complete right. liability all the time. <laughs> he was he was good at face-offs, and then that was it. Okay. But uh, but he carved out a long career, so props to him. Going to go on the, uh, on the Wall of Fame out in Toronto? I'm going to go on a limb and say, say no. no. Yeah. yeah. Maybe in Calgary, if there was a thing in Calgary, he, he was he was liked in Calgary. He was a good player in Calgary. Or not, yeah, uh, maybe not that portion, but good guy, <laughs> good guy in Calgary, good yeah. locker room guy. He is a good dude. He has the weirdest friggin' stick. He is, it was always confusing. Maybe that's why he just wasn't very good. Yeah, he had like a club. Maybe that's why he won so many faceoffs and then just, just a, like a straight flex or what? Wasn't crazy. I never saw it, but I edited some videos for the Flames and the players just Look couldn't you go. keep talk. They couldn't stop talking about the stick, just a club. Yeah, they just. I think it was just for his faceoffs. Yeah, and then he he was like, I could get a stick that I could also score with, 
or I could just have a stick for face-offs. Just bring the hammer down for yeah. face-off die? Yeah, and that's what he would do. Okay. That's what he, he was always reliable. Good penalty killer. Yep. Just, uh, I mean, if he you made a lot of money for a guy that was a penalty killer and like a bottom six forward. You uh, block a shot with that stick, it's probably not breaking. True. So True. Yeah, he was thinking. He, uh, he knew his role. Let's put it that way. He knew his role. Uh, do you guys hear the story about Mark Boryevsky out in Vancouver? Sends him yeah. on an off day. <laughs> and he he clotheslined a thief who was stealing someone's like personal belongings that had passports and stuff in it. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, how was While holding his kids like his like formula like it was some how is Bark, Mark Borieski not the captain of the Ottawa Senators I 100% agree <laughs> like because he'd demand more money for being the captain and then he'd get traded no, he would ask for more out. money and then they'd be like no and knowing Mark Borieski he'd be like okay okay I no, tried no, 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 that's yeah. fine man okay. don't worry about it like the guy does everything for this franchise yeah like he's saving people in not even his own city and then he's doing the <laughs> he's doing communications work fern thing yeah. Yeah. Whatever that interview was. Uh, Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He was the face of that. Yeah. Like he's been asked to do so much by this organization <laughs> that he decided I'm going to go out of my way to help other cities now. Yeah. Like he's already done everything that he can do in Ottawa. So he's just like, fuck it. I'm helping people out in Vancouver. People too. are trying to get a hold of Marvel to give this guy a movie deal. I would hope so. Cause I his, mean, Hey, his if, nickname is, is Boro cop, I think, or something. <laughs> It is now. Well, no, I think, yeah. I think in the locker room, I think his name is Borocop. Really? I'm Slap not joking. Borocop? Slap dick Borocop. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't, we'll get to slap dick in a minute. Here. Man, okay. that's funny. I, uh, um, that's jump funny. Jump the gun. Yeah, well, yeah a little okay. bit. That's okay. We'll that's get right. to it. We'll get to it's it. It's just so funny. funny. I did see that. It's not even in the notes here, but Red Wings, I think, are still on their losing streak. Are they? Are up, they? We're up to three weeks talking about their losing Man, streak. Man, but they're, they're starting to turn a corner. No. Why? Yeah, because they got... I don't know, a few forwards and Anthony Mantha's on IR, which is a good place for him. You know, shelter him from all the problems that could be coming <laughs> out with the team this year. Yeah. Why don't they just call up Joe Valeno? That's a great question. I don't know if I he's don't even know. doing good. Just call up all your rookies and then keep no playing clue. them until they finally figure it out. And then sooner or later, what they should cup. do is just make it like Mighty Mites, where everyone rotates in goal. Because <laughs> I feel like then that way they they might just find a Jordan Bennington fourth. In the uh, in the depth chart type deal, yeah, maybe they'll just find a goalie, a real a real Yaroslav Askarov, <laughs> so to so to speak. I hope he becomes the worst player in NHL uh, history. Me too. Like I truly do. Yeah, I don't even know him, and I hate him. Yeah, he's your dude now for life. Well, he catches right, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely hate him. Yeah, definitely uh, do. Okay, let's go to NBA now. Lots of stuff happened in the association. James Harden. He dropped 50 points for a second straight game earlier this week before the Raptors game because the Raptors will get to them in a second, but they shut his ass down mm-hmm. and let everyone else shoot over them. But anyways, he had the 50-point game on like 11 of 38 shooting. That's not good. Percentage-wise, that's not too great. No. It's like the first time in NBA history that a 50-point scorer has shot less than 40% from the field. So where's his points coming from? Free throw line? He went 24 from 24 from the free throw line. Uh. <laughs> That's such a ridiculous number. I love number. basketball. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Could you go 24 for 24 from the free throw line? No, but I could shoot 13, 13 threes. 13 threes, yeah. You got, you got that. We know that. <laughs> you know, he's an escape guy, guy, guy at 13 threes. Not a free yeah. throw. Not, not a free throw shooter. from the line. Um, why does he do this? Because he gets away with it? Are we talking and about me? Wha- no, not, not you. We're <laughs> not talking he? about you. It's not okay. all about you. All right, we're talking about Harden. Like, a little bit. I just don't get why they think it's a good idea. Like, it, it's it hasn't worked up until this point. Like, yeah. to win. No. Like, you win games, and it can win you, you know, a few fucking throwaway games in December. But, like, it's never been proven to work, and they've tried it before. I think his best games are when he goes 30 and 15, 30 points, 15 assists, rather than these 50-point, yeah. you know, 40-shot type performances. I don't when understand. He, when he can get other guys involved. And, I mean, you look at his co-mate there when Westbrook, he is struggling to shoot the ball right now. He's still getting triple doubles. Yeah. But he is, like, people should just leave him on an island. He's almost as worse as, as Ben Simmons. Three yeah. Point. Like, Lately. It is terrible to watch him shoot. So, like... It, I mean, that's because if, the other dude's taking thirty-eight shots, and it, he's just like, "I'm tired." But if you're hardened and you're, you look to your, if you're getting double teamed and you got to pass out and go to a guy like Westbrook, that's pretty good. 
No, it's but it's not good because he's not getting you an assist. He's not helping the yeah, team. Yeah, but that would be that would be a pretty good look. What I'm saying is that when you take 38 fucking shots and nobody else has a chance to even look at the basketball, let alone fucking shoot it, then how do you expect anyone to get in a rhythm? So yeah. maybe if you fucking passed a couple more times, then Russell Westbrook wouldn't look like a Ben Simmons 2.0. Am I wrong? No. No, I'm not wrong. Of course I'm not. Go on. Um, Next point, please. <laughs> Harden, Mythbusters. Harden could score 100 points in this league, according to DeMar DeRozan. Well, yeah, he shoots the ball 500 fucking times. <laughs> of course he could. He could score 200 if it went to enough overtimes. Yeah, it's gotta be. We we've talked about this. It's gotta be a close enough game where they leave him in for all four quarters and or overtime. Who said that like they think he can shoot a or put up a hundred points? Wasn't there a player that? Yeah, Demar Derozan said. This Demar week. Derozan. Yeah, they were playing the San Antonio Spurs DeMar. this week, and uh, Demar was on on quote saying, "Yeah, he could easily be the first guy to get uh, for sure over Kobe's eighty-one and go for Wilt's basketball 100. pressers are so weird." Demar, how does that come up? The more I say it, the less I like it. Say it again. The more I say it, the less I like it. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, how do you? How does it come up where the more where DeMar, the merrier? The more's just like, yo, yeah. James Harden could probably score a hundred. The more he scores. Well, that's even, like even Freddie Van Vliet was talking about how. I mean, he wishes he could get calls like Harden in their pre, like pregame. Like, so I don't know if it's just the yeah. media asking about the other team. It must be like that's different. Like in that sense I guess but like to just heap a bunch of praise on a dude and be like yeah he could score 100 well the, it's yeah it's just weird let's put it into NHL perspective yeah it'd be like okay DeMar who's a DeMar kind who's of who's a DeMar it's like Mark oh. Shifley saying yeah Ovechkin could score 10 goals against don't us don't do Mark Shifley like no, that Shifley, I don't know come on don't Shifley, do Mark Shifley like, like that okay he's not going around JVR James Van Riemsdyk would be like what are we doing a former Maple Leaf is that what you're going with yeah no I think it's just a it's an equal comparison okay all right makes a lot of money can put up some points never really does anything in the playoffs okay Uh, that's JVR anyway I'm just trying to say you know it'd be like him being (laughs) like yeah Ovechkin could score 10 goals right yeah that's what it would be though and it's just, it's so just weird. weird. It's not like it's not like it's like oh no, we can't. It'd be like yeah, that's just why well, basketball's just weird. That I way. asked you why your defense is bad, and <laughs> you're bringing this up. Like, what are you doing, Mark? <laughs> yeah. So how are you going to stop James Harden? Well, he could probably score like 112, 114 points. So like, we stop. I mean, him if we score 116, we'll win. Yeah. Anyway, well, I just thought that was weird. The one game this week that Harden didn't score 50-plus was against the Raptors, and the Raptors, I'm not sure if anyone watched it, but they they basically double-teamed him as soon as he crossed past half-court aggressively. like They were running out to him, so he had to pass it off, and guys like Ben McElmore and P.J. Tucker and all these guys were just shooting threes, yep. wide-open threes. And to the Rockets' credit, it worked. But, I mean... If, if the Raptors had scored, you know, if Siakam didn't have a, you know, a mediocre game, if he had a great game, if Lowry did more, they mm-hmm. would have beat the Rockets, and then this defensive plan against Harden would have looked like a genius. I don't know why everyone, like, that was such a big talking point. Everyone was like, oh, man, the Raptors' defense got burned, burn. And I'm just like, like, we know it's December, right? Like, who cares? Yeah. Try they stuff, they right? tried something. Well, and then They're just playing the game. Then this afternoon, they get pumped by... By the 76ers. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, again, it's almost a point of, it's December, what kind of a, you know, I'm talking place this is. I mean, the season doesn't start, let's be honest, until Christmas Day. Usually. Then things get down to business. So You can even go later. Because, I mean, teams that are going to be good All-star are, break, maybe? Yeah, yeah. You can almost go to there. Yeah, as long as you're in the playoff hunt, anything can happen. And then, you, you know, trade deadline and all that stuff, which rarely brings out huge trades, but... Uh, which is too bad. We'll have to wait and see, yeah. I want to see Giannis-sized moves. Whoa, that'll that, be that's fun. A free, that's, that's why NBA free agency in the summertime is the best Twitter follow of all time. Like, they, they rule Twitter in the summertime. Yeah, I just because NBA over is it. crazy. I know, but it's just like so. You're not supposed to like have contracts in place, and then yeah, all of a sudden there's like seven billion dollars handed out in one day, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh okay, ten a or ten p.m. on like July th- or June thirtieth before Canada yeah. Day, that everything gets announced. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. <laughs> and you're like, oh cool, somebody had this in place before. Neat. Uh, we uh, shout out Buddy and the Bobcat. That's been yeah, going outside of our window. If, yeah, you've been Probably hearing the new Bobcat. Microphone. We're Props, uh, there he yeah. is. Hey, 
coming back. Does uh, he see you? He's the real MVP. He's doing great. Clearing that snow. We got a, a shit ton of snow dumped on us here in Medicine Hat. And, uh, yeah, we need to clear this up. It's pretty big, big bobcat guy. <laughs> pretty, pretty full. Pretty full parking lot. <laughs> All right, let's move the fuck on. Uh, David Fisdale got fired as Nick's coach. Yeah. Four and 18 start. Probably not his fault, but the team around him is terrible. The ownership is terrible. And you, you pray for guys like RJ Barrett. We've talked about Still it before. Still dead inside. Well, we'll see. Maybe because now interim coach can uh, get his hands on on the players. Hmm. Hopefully not literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that? What? The interim coach can get his hands on the players, or he could just tell them what to do. Yeah. Why you gotta go there? Dude? Just use words. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta, you know. Sometimes you gotta get your hands on the players. Then Start. you're Mark Crawford. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Allegedly. We don't know that. Who said that? Sopel. And Carcillo. Didn't Sopel well, walk it back, did though? The yeah, he did. Allegations. Avery did the allegations. Oh, and Avery did, too, yeah. And then didn't he also come out and say that he really liked Mark Crawford? <sighs> yeah, he said he needed a kick in the ass sometimes. And so that's already it's did. already turning into a joke, this, these accusations? Well, that's kind of what you brought up last week, yeah. there, and It's almost too many, and you know people don't mean what they say, or they take it back like, like Sopel did. Yeah, that's a good point. Soaps. Uh, anyway, you got this Rodney Hood story that I had Yeah, seen. I saw it on Friday night. Uh, torn Achilles for the Portland Trailblazers. So they bring in... Carmelo Anthony <laughs> basically plays the same position as Rodney Hood, you know, a, a, a shooting guard slash small forward. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of a good thing you brought in Melo because now you lose some more depth to your roster, and this team, the Trailblazers, are struggling. What would they do without Carmelo Anthony? Well, he's a player of the week in the NBA, so... Well, yeah. Not everybody's in a player of the week anymore. No, that's true. That's so, true. Um, yeah, Trailblazers, that's a tough injury, Oof. and uh, they're still probably going to miss, miss the playoffs, even though they went to the conference finals last year. That's hard to believe, That's pretty it? tough, hey? That's not good. Uh, Poor guys. Yeah. NFL boys, want to go to NFL? Where are we going? Well, I think the game of the week, potentially the game of the year. Oh, I thought we were going to the gridiron. No, not going to the I said to the NFL. To the gridiron. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's throw it to the NFL. Yeah. Oh, hey. hey. This guy. Hey. Jokes. That hey. was a good one. Not just your average Bobcat. Oh, but can you say seeker. it for me? Can I what? Can you say it for me? I like when you say it. Uh, we're going to go to the gridiron now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 49ers and Let's Saints. Let's talk some football. In the Superdome tonight, or this afternoon, was quite a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost 100 points told up, uh, put up all together, which is quite a total. I mean, going back to last year, that was the Rams and Chiefs game that was incredible on mm-hmm. Monday night. That was close to 100, mm-hmm. if not over. Um, I mean, where does this put San Francisco in the NFC play- hunt? Like, are they... In your eyes now, probably top dog. That's a that's a very good win in New Orleans against a team. Yeah, Breeze was on fire. Five touchdowns. It's touch also touch not touch. a good look though that you for a team that lives by their defense to get pumped like that. Like I get that it's a tough circumstance in New Orleans and that's not fun. But like Drew Breeze hasn't been good since he came back. Like yeah, well he's been great. I shouldn't. I should say he's been good. He hasn't been great. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, that's almost more concerning. It's like you gave up 46 or whatever it was to a team that really hasn't been that amazing offensively since Breeze came back, even with being on the road. Still a good win. Yeah. But... No, I know what you're saying. Defense, that's what they've been built up as, mm -hmm. and that took a big hit today. But I also like to see the the growth of Garoppolo making that last-minute drive. He threw four touchdowns of his own. Right. Uh, You know, Raheem Moser is now looking like the lead back taking over for Coleman and Breda. Yeah. Like, he was fantastic. He caught... Or did he... No, he caught a touchdown from Sanders. Yeah. Which yeah. was kind of a nice trick play there. Uh, ran for one of his own. Uh, bringing in Sanders was a major key for that receiving core uh, to give a, a true number one receiver there. And now you can pair him with Debo Samuel. And he had a great game. Uh, the whole offense was clicking. And that uh, that's what you like to see because after last week's game against the Ravens where it was kind of so-so, the weather wasn't great, obviously, but right. in a controlled environment like the Superdome, to put up those types of points in December, leading into playoffs, that's what I like to see from an NFC team. So, Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I like them a lot. I really think they could be there. Yeah. Come uh It was just it was weird just to see their defense get beat like they got beat. That's true. That's all. Like, I just, I don't think their offense... Like, I mean, George Kittle's a cheat code, and that's about it. That's right, yeah. Like, I, I don't know how they're going to do in playoff time, but if their defense doesn't start having collapses, then they'll be fine. They'll be okay. 
Corey, any thoughts on that one? Go Pats. Okay, on to the next <laughs> game. Uh, Steelers Go had, Pats. had a big win this week, 23-17 over Arizona. Do you guys see the field down in Arizona? It was like 50% Steelers fans. Yeah, the, why? The yellow and black towels. I don't know because I got a buddy <laughs> I got a buddy who's a Steelers fan. Him and his girlfriend were looking at trips to Arizona to actually watch this game. I don't know if it's like... Is that just a thing? I don't know. I've never heard of it happening before, but... Uh, it was very surprising to see. Uh, they are now the sixth seed in the AFC playoff picture in the wild card race. Who would have thought that after seeing their quarterbacks, you know, killed mm-hmm. on the field? Uh, Juju went down. James Conner didn't play. Like a bunch of injuries, and they're still hanging on tight. I mean, that just goes to show how good of a coach probably Mike Tomlin is and how he should yeah. probably be a candidate probably for the uh, Dallas job if Garrett gets fired. That's what they're saying. Would he leave? Yeah, hasn't hasn't he been there a long time? He has yeah. been there a long time, but I mean, I don't know that he would leave. Yeah. If, if he wants to, he probably will get an option. Yeah, but like, aren't the sea or not the Seahawks? Aren't the Cowboys still leading their division? That's the amazing part, right? <laughs> Eagles play Monday night tomorrow night against the Giants, I believe. So an interdivisional rival there. But um, yeah, it's it's so crazy. Bad. They are going to probably finish eight and eight and get pumped in the first round. Probably. By any of those that sounds cards. reasonable. So that's uh, yeah, Cowboys. They they are. Ro- I mean, Jerry, Jerry Jones on the uh, he he does a segment on the Dallas radio station every week. And mm-hmm. did you hear him go? He had a little tete tete with the you know the host in Dallas, saying like, ah, I'm not I'm not uh, John with y'all today. Uh, I've had <laughs> enough right, of your shit. And I was All like, right, wow. dude. And they, he actually swore twice in like 15 seconds. Nice. And the radio station has a kind of a, I don't know, like a buzzer or some sort of a system where it cuts off the feed if something <laughs> like that happens. So they, the radio station cut him off at, while he was still talking on the phone. He had right. no idea. So then they bring him back on air. And he's like, I was still talking to y'all. And <laughs> no That's one was talking awesome. to me back. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Good old Jerry. There. We should get him on in the pod. We should. Oh, my goodness. I think he would. I'll ask him. Yeah. Just send him a DM. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee sure Titans. DMs. Titans had a, a, another great week. They are, I think they're 6-1 and one now since the quarterback switch. They beat down on Oakland 42-21. And they are right there behind the Steelers in the uh, AFC playoff race. So yeah, they've been good. Their defense is really good, too. Very true. And uh, Tannehill's been very, very consistent. Derrick Henry's still running the ball like crazy. It's basically going to come down to Steelers or the Titans for that final wild card spot because the Browns are like six and seven. They're two games behind, and there's a bunch of teams kind of in that realm, and it's almost a little, too little too late. So right. Steelers or Titans, take your pick for the final wild card spot. Yeah, because the uh, yeah, there you go. You have made your pick. Made my Very pick. good. Yeah, yeah, the I don't know. The schedules aren't really great either way. Like the Steelers have Bills at the Jets, which is fine and then they go into Baltimore at the end of the year and the Titans get the Texans twice one in each spot and then they're home to the Saints as well so it's not really great I'd say the Titans are the worst schedule though probably but the Texans also have the ability to look really fucking bad they do and like the Texans like that's gonna be big because I mean the Texans hold the tie break over the Titans right now Mm -hmm. and so if the Titans sweep both of those games well then that's jam done the Titans somehow win the, win the division, division which is also and crazy the Texans could be on the outside looking in yeah yeah because the crazy. Texans are right in there too so. I mean, that game in itself today Texans and Broncos I mean playing mm-hmm. Drew Locke in one of his first few starts in the NFL <laughs> and Locke made him look like porridge like it was disturbing yeah, that's the Texans right it's like they can look really good or yeah. just really really not not good. Let's put it that way. That whole d- division is up in the air. I mean, Indy lost to Tampa today, and uh, Texas, there's just a lot of races. Texas lost, and Titans are there. There's yeah. so many races. Like the Patriots aren't even locked in yet. No, because they lost today. Mm-hmm. They uh, mm-hmm. they lost to KC. KC clinches the AFC West because that division is the worst in football. <laughs> and true. Uh, I mean, Mahomes did not look that good. But he got the job Good done. Good enough, I guess. Good yep. enough. And the Patriots, I mean, that defense that was so vaunted for the first 10 weeks of the season, last couple have been uh, 
you know, kind of being exposed a little bit. Well, they didn't really get blown out tonight. They, did they? didn't, but uh, they're not getting the turnovers and the scores that they got in the early part of the season. Well, let's face it. If you're expecting your defense to get you scores, then <laughs> then you have a problem. Yeah, Your great. defense shouldn't be having to get you scores. The problem is that the Patriots offense has nobody outside of Edelman and White. Yeah, they're right double, they're double, te- double teaming Edelman yeah. and uh, letting anybody else door set. Uh, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Henry, anybody like, beat who are they? the top. That's the problem, too. Yeah. Like, was, I mean, who are they? Wasn't Gronk going to come back? Yeah, he might. Probably not, dude. Okay, I thought there was an Probably announcement a long time ago. No, he got, uh, I think it was last week, he got questioned on the uh, Fox panel on NFL Sunday. And they basically, like, flat out asked, are you coming back? If Tom asks you to come back, are you coming back? He's like, ah, you know, like, I appreciate everything Tom's done for me, you know, leadership and all these qualities. And they're like, Kate, like, are you coming back? Like, they kind of interrupted him. And he's like, no, I'm not coming back. I'm not doing that. Is that your Gronk impression? No. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> it was, that was a yeah, little bit of accent to it. I loved it. <laughs> wow, I'm not calling by it. Um, that was 100% his Gronk impression. He is like, yeah, no, I can't even do an impression of Gronk. Yeah, well, I don't know. You, that you was it. One. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, we should get him on the pod. It was pretty. Yeah, you want to get him? Yeah. Did well, you see him? Well, ask, on, he'll tell us on the Fox panel. Did no, you I see didn't. what he looked like? He looked no, I didn't, like but he was I heard like him. Miami Vice. Yeah, I heard. Just take what you just heard, and then like picture a dude from Miami Vice. <laughs> no, I'm not Vice. coming back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's, well, that's what Gronk looked and sounded like. Yeah. He okay. kind of looked like a, 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 a no. I was gonna say smaller Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but a bigger Dwayne the Rock Johnson when he was wearing the sweater and the little. Um, okay. Fanny pack. What? Like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was wearing a sweater. That, Santa Claus. Is that? Is that what you were watching lately? That you're referencing The Rock? Like I don't, I don't know what no. movies you watch anymore. No, I, but The Rock's famous photo is of him. No. Wearing his famous photo of The Rock. Yeah. Is him standing on top of any turnbuckle ever? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about? Not really. He's wearing no. the yes, fanny pack. Ran, rock and fanny pack. Yeah, I don't want to search Rock and Fanny. He's pack. got the black turtleneck. Is it when he played in? Uh, no, it's just a Stan Peters. A picture of him on oh a stair my set, God. a staircase. Yeah, was it from his time when he was with the Stan Peters? No. Are you sure? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know when it just, was. Just saying. No. Might have been from his time with then. the Calgary Stan Peters. Okay, well, good reference there. <laughs> anyway, wrap us up on the NFL here, Colbs. Okay, we'll run through this. Uh, Ten total field goals in the Jets game. I think they're playing the Dolphins. Jets went on a game-winning field goal, but yeah, ten total field goals, which is uh, you don't Go see that every Go Jets! Day. The Ravens won a tough road game in Buffalo, twenty-four seventeen, and they clinched their spot in the AFC playoffs, which is nice to see. Go Ravens! I'm still picking them to uh, be at the Super Bowl. They're my pick, and uh, we'll go through the what playoffs. Do you mean set. Still, this is the first time you've ever mentioned that. I've brought up how I love the page or love <laughs> love the Ravens. Yeah, you me. just love every team. Apparently, I, no, don't I don't love every. I don't know that you've ever mentioned that. You can't just say they're still your pick. I picked them over the Patriots. When? When they played each other two weeks ago. Oh yeah, they've been your team forever. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, Ravens still the number one seed, followed by the Patriots, Chiefs, and Texans. Bills and Steelers hanging on there in the wild card race. Like I mentioned, Titans are probably the only other option to get in there. In the AFC, in the NFC, with the win, 49ers go to 11 and two, hold top spot. The Packers 10 and three, Saints, and the Cowboys are six and seven, <laughs> fourth seed in the NFC. But they're, I don't think they've lost to a division opponent yet this year. Mm, Fun fact. No, because they beat the Eagles. I think they're like and they beat up on the Giants and the Redskins. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Seahawks and Vikings. I mean, they're going to be double digit team wins and they're going to be in the wild card race so it's crazy to see Rams are playing right now on Sunday Night Football and just updating this 21-9 the score over the Seahawks so Ooh. that's a that's a big game that is a big game Rams are going to probably like go to 8-5 hmm. big fan of that so like the Rams there you go like me a Rams W yeah Todd Gurley good guy hmm <laughs> Great good running back. back. All right. Thanks, he's very, Corey. very good linebacker. Uh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. He, he's a good long snapper. <laughs> he's really good. Yo, don't get me started on long snappers. Yeah, yeah. I know you got a list of favorites. Best I know. Best position. Is it really? Uh, Would that be the, the go-to position on a football team? The long snapper? No, the holder. The hold? That's a lot of pressure. That is. It's a lot of pressure to be the holder. Transitioning to baseball. Oh, oh, you okay? We're done. Okay, out to the diamond. <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, Cole, Cole Hamill signs a one-year $18 million deal with the Braves. I like this move a lot for the Braves. They brought in Keuchel, uh, you know, to fill some slots. Didn't matter in the playoff scheme of things for the Braves, but uh, just another arm to uh, provide some innings for them. I, I like this move a lot. One year, you know, pretty affordable. Nothing yeah. wrong with this one. Yeah, yeah. The Braves have a lot of young starters, though. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, I know, mm-hmm. like, New Hook and mm-hmm. Tuki Toussaint or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they didn't get all the starts that they're probably wanting. I think they were mainly relievers. Um, so this kind of clouds the picture a little bit? It might a little bit. You had, you know, Soroka and... Who else do they got down there? Mike Fulton. 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 Yeah, Max Freed. Um, oh, yeah, Max. I don't know what they're going to do so. with Sean Newcomb. Because he was exactly. like starter and then reliever and then kind of started and then didn't really. Yeah, that's what I, I said. New hook. I meant Newcomb. Yeah, I so they, they might have a little bit of a log jam, but I, I think it adds a little bit of competition. If you want to be a starter, then prove it, you know? So Yeah, and only, Cam- only good in the, in Cole the, Hamels is proven, so he'll probably... Get a lock for every single start. Yep. As and long as he's healthy. Well, no, it's a good move. He's good, and he's a, a good veteran guy for those youngins. So true. I was true. Uh, I was gonna tweet it out uh, when the signing came in this week. I t- texted or I told Lance I was gonna say the moose is on to Cincinnati, and he said uh, you should tweet it. And I said no, I'm not gonna do that. So I say it here on the podcast, Mike Musakis off to the Cincinnati Reds, four years, sixty four million dollar deal. Gonna be playing second base. Uh, which is what he was playing there in Milwaukee. Can you stop laughing at me? No. <laughs> no, I can't. Why are you? I'm just trying to talk. You're on a microphone, <laughs> and you're shitting all over me. No, man. I'm just laughing. Um, another laugh? Another no, good move for the Reds. They're, they're looking... They're stocking up. I don't know. I can't laugh. Can't have a good time. No, not at all. Can't have fun. No fun over here. This is business. Um, NFL, no fun league. Yeah, no fun league. I suppose so. I, I suppose it's a good move. Yep. I never really know what the Reds are. I mean, he never got his deals for the last couple years. He was kind of a one-year qualifying offer type things, and then for him to get his money this year, he played well. Uh, and, I mean, the transition to second base only helps his his versatility a bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, for Cincy, I mean... They didn't really have a second baseman, so... Not really, no. Like, outside of... Uh, are they playing Jose Peraza there, or is he still playing short? Or are they playing Scooter Jeanette there? I don't think he's on there? the team anymore. I know he's not anymore, but he... Jeanette was. Yeah. Peraza kind of was. Eugenio Suarez is at third. Oh, yeah, third. Suarez is at third. That's right. Then they also had yeah. Senzel there a little bit. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's a he's a kind of a hot shot rookie. Yeah, yeah no, he's, I think they had him in center. No, he's just center field. Oh, wow, um, okay. They had Zach Cozart. I don't know. Oh. That was like years Ooh. ago. That old... Was he not the... Loves oh, Zach no. Cozart. Jeanette was the four home run game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nick... Er, Cozart played for the Angels at one point in his career. He did. Remember picking him up on the fantasy baseball waivers. Yep. Yep. Zach Um, Cozart. Blue Jays are in on everybody, seems like. So they say. We talked about Keiko. They say that, but they're not going to put the money on. No. Yeah. Are they going to sign anybody over $50 million? (laughs) Aaron Sanchez. (laughs) Kevin Pillar. Do a qualifying offer. Yeah, just bring back all of them. Honestly. Um, It would not surprise me. They're if saying they that sign Sanchez again. John Paul Morosi saying the the biggest fish for them might be Ryu out of Dodgers land. Apparently, thirty two year old and yeah, put up his best career season. I I a little weary for me. Thirty two year old putting up your best numbers in a contract I year. He's a lot older. No, I think he's only thirty two. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not that. Uh, but still, that age doesn't, isn't that bad when you're pitching though. No, because look at if Scherzer and that bad. Like Verlander would have been done ten yeah. years ago. Ver, Jun Ryu is not Verlander, though, is he? I'm not saying he is. Right. But, I but mean, after this season, you could argue he was okay. Maybe, yeah. But wouldn't you want uh, like a, a late 20s kind of kind of guy to? Thinking well, for the Jays, that you're guy just was happy getting anybody. Yeah, yeah, true. It's tough to get convince anybody to like come. if you can get him even on a one year deal and just say, ah, fuck, just come come pitch, see what happens. Yeah, give him 25. What's 30 the minutes? worst that could happen? He gets yeah. hurt. Well, you've dealt with that all season. Every single year for what feels like a long time. Look at Shoemaker. Yeah, yeah, that sucked. But uh, that was that was. I mean, nice to get guys the, and be able to flip them at trade deadlines and. Ryu could be that though. Yeah, exactly. The uh, the the late twenties guy you're thinking of probably was Wheeler. Like that's kind of the guy that you yeah. would picture. 
the Jays to get if you're going to pay that kind of money. I wouldn't even pay Zach Wheeler that kind of money. Well, no, and yeah, it wouldn't make analytics sense for the Blue love him. Yeah, I don't really care because at the same time, his numbers don't love him. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can throw 97, but you also get pounded absolutely everywhere around the field. Right. Like, there's there's got to be a point, and baseball's bad for this, where analytics need to take a little bit of a backseat. You need to understand that some guys just are never going to catch up to what their analytics say. It's just a fact. And, like, Zach Wheeler getting the amount of money he is for really what? Like... I don't know why he's getting as much as he is just to be a, what, number two, I guess, behind Nola? Yeah, I guess uh, he, he had, like, the third liveliest fastball in the league. Again. Wasn't his ERA still, a, like, four? Yeah, he's still been above four. Oof. But, I mean, a guy that's been above four his whole career was Dylan Bundy. He just got traded for four arms. Bundy's got now they're not a little bit younger, right? They're not. I think mm-hmm. he's twenty five, twenty six. He was like a fourth overall pick at one point. Yeah, and uh, but I mean, four arms in a in a an organization in a system, albeit they're not great prospects, but they're they're arms. They're people that you can throw up. I like that trade though. And uh, yeah, if you're Baltimore, hell yeah, you're not going. No, if you're the Angels too, yeah, that too. That's great if you're the Angels. To get you need Bundy a guy for, that's an arm. Yeah, and I mean, it you looks need, so similar to when. The Nationals traded Lucas Giolito for Adam Eaton. Yeah. Like, Giolito has been great. good. And it just, he finally had a really good year this year. But, like, Bundy's kind of in the same spot. And let's face it, if you're in a division with the teams that he's had to play against, i.e. Yankees, Rays, Jays for, I guess, a year. Red Sox. Red Sox. Like, that's that's not fun. So, Mm -hmm. no, he, uh, I really like that trade for LA, actually. That was yeah. a good move. They just need guy. They just need guy to yeah. throw ball. They need dude, throw ball. Yeah, and they don't have. And those they have. Guy. They have guy now. They have a guy. Uh, I found a lot of good names got non-tendered by their teams, like after some disappointing seasons, and now they're becoming free agents. I mean, like Blake Trennan was arguably the best closer in the game two years ago, and then you know this year had a really terrible season. He could be an interesting free agent name. You look at guys like Addison Russell. Obviously, he has the domestic violence Criminal. charge still. Yeah, he's not a great guy. But I don't know if convict- he actually is technically. Is he? Did he get convicted? I, I th- whatever happened. I don't to really know what Russell. happened in that story. But uh, would you happen to know Corey? <laughs> nope. All I know is that he was the Cubs' starting shortstop, and then he wasn't. D- uh, Domingo Santana, outfielder. He's available. Tim Beckham played some good shortstop at one point. Aaron Sanchez. Aaron Sanchez. Brought up his name already. Um, yeah, he made four starts with the Astros, and then they didn't make him part of their plans. So out he goes. Uh, CJ Cron, I think he's been hitting at least 25 bombs the last couple of years. He's a really slow starter, but he uh, he came on real quick last year. Or real, real good at the end, I should say. Uh, Cesar Hernandez. He was a Philly shortstop, I believe, or a second baseman. Yeah, he, he, he can hit everywhere. Yeah, he can. Uh, he can. Pl- he can hit three hundred for you and, and steal some bases. Like he's a pretty valuable guy, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. No. Okay, and then like Kev- he's okay. Yeah, like he, he's just he's a, he's a dude. He is guy. like he's the he's a perfect yeah he's guy for the Jays. Yeah, like he would be a, just a oh, Jays yeah. guy. Well, yeah, I'd be think, good. I'd be a great if they can Feeling get him. That. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin Pillar is another name I put down there. He had, like I said, he'll he probably some, come back to the Jays too. Some decent numbers on why not one year deal somewhere. Why not? All right, just come on back. I think that uh, wraps up the old baseball talk. Anything else, boys? Before we wrap this baby up? No, no, I got nothing. No. Okay, go Utah Jazz. <laughs> I, I, I on the drive here, I was thinking about our NBA uh, finals picks. Yeah, and uh, I mean, just basically like, so nobody picked the Bucks. No. Uh-huh. And the Bucks are still number one in the conference. Yeah, it's fine. Toronto season hasn't even started yet. Toronto's lost two straight. Philly's all over the place. Those are the kind of the Eastern picks. And then we Toronto's lost three in a Clippers. row. Clippers. Okay, there you go. Three in yeah. a row for the Raps. Uh, Clippers. They've been very good this year. And who else? You picked Utah. They've been really you, good at home. And Utah, their offense yeah, is the one part that's struggling. But yeah, uh, they're not good. Not good. Um, no. Yeah, I'm so just surprised. I mean, quickly. If you had a choice, rest of the season, Bucks or Lakers, two top teams, who's your pick? Bucks. Yeah. I'm going Lakers. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't want to pick the Lakers. Just I know. Most people don't. Everyone would, no, it's just what everyone would do. So I'll say Bucks. Okay. 
Just to be different. I like it. That's all. No, 14 in a row they've won? They're fucking incredible, yeah. Yeah, I'd take the bucks. All right. 14 in a row. Sold me. Go Giannis. Go Giannis. Except when they play Canada except, in June. Except in June. Yeah. And then it's... You suck, Giannis. That's right. All right. Thanks for finding us and downloading us tonight. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash on the board podcast on Twitter at on the board pod. And uh, we've got one final episode live in studio next week. And we've got some bonus content to uh, fill out your Christmas break. So uh, be listening for that. Got some fun stuff along the way. So for Lance Dahl, Corey Bukoskis, Colby McKee, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to On The Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes! Yes!